So I, I, I'm, I'm just believing God for that. I, I was, uh, I love to, 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 to give um, Bishop Jackson a, a hard time because we are, we're such, um, at times, um, polar opposites on certain things. And of course, now when it comes down to foundational things, we, we right there together. Amen. And I, he know I got his back. <laughs> but sometimes we, um, we, we, we butt heads and <laughs> I told I, I told <laughs> I told him when you come to road, I, I the, the, the choir got up to sing. I said, Bishop, I ain't never had that many dresses in my church on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me and said, you didn't know? We wearing pants now. I said, get out <laughs> There is a God. My child running out to the store trying to find something to come to Bishop Jackson Church because she, she didn't want to be out of order. She coming in her dress. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I tell you, and he's talking about y'all's papers. And I said, Bishop, you make me look like an angel. I tell you, you, you make me look like a softy. <laughs> I tell you the truth, but I wouldn't take nothing for the man of God. I tell you, I love me some Bishop Alfred Jackson. I tell you, amen. I, do, do you love some Bishop Alfred Jackson? Oh, you better act like it. I know. Y'all y'all already know. In most of my being, there's a Negro in there trying to get out. Don't make him come out, but y'all know. Y'all mess with the Bishop. And Peter will show up. <laughs> He'll just rise up. <laughs> Peter would just rise up. And I'm like. <laughs> he said it's preacher time. All right. But anyhow, I, I truly thank the Lord. But um, I love him. I truly do. I truly do. And I just think um, as people of God, we, we, we need to laugh more as well. And so I'm, I'm thankful for everything that God is doing for us. In, in the word of God tonight, um, I'm going to take a scripture a text from um. Um, from from Second Corinthians, the tenth chapter, um, but I promise you, I'm going to tie it into um, um, to our theme um, for for this week. Um, it is something that the Lord has just laid on my heart, and that I've I've been ministering on myself, and then to hear um, the the proclamation of the theme for um, 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 these services and that are setting the the pace and the standard for the year here at Tabernacle of Praise. I truly know that we're in the right place and connected to the right people because we are uh, like-minded believers, amen. And so um, in, in, um, in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, I just want you to pray with me just for a few moments as we, um, as we delve into this. Um, thank you, choir, for, um, for, for singing. Thank you, praise team, and thank you, thank you everyone, musicians all, for um, what you do. It's such a joy um, to see y'all, amen, again. And I just thank God for, for you, our family, here in York, South Carolina. In, in, in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, it says around... Verse number three, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I want to talk just for uh, a few moments um, from this thought. Um, entering the new year on purpose. Entering the new year on purpose. Brothers and sisters, I, 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 I struggled this year with, um, with uh, how to enter the new year. I'll be honest with you. I um, begin to ask the Lord to help me because every every year we we have a tendency around December to get excited about going into a new year and we begin to make proclamations and declarations and say all kinds of things and and we do all kinds of stuff and declare that we're going to do great things or what have you only to get into the year and then find ourselves weaning away from what we have said that we were going to do. And, and every year we come back and we'll do it again and we'll, and we'll get the people excited. We'll get excited about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And we'll get excited in our personal lives about how we're going to do what we're going to do. And before you know it, we have fallen away again from what we said we were going to do. 
uh, it, it, it bothered me. And so after, after last year, and, and many of you already know the story, so I don't have to uh, uh, go into details about all of that. But after last year and just so many of my own personal losses and the things that I went through in my own personal life that just had me in a state of, of, of just wondering, can I really, really enter into the new year um, uh, with a positive mindset? How can I even, God, begin to prepare the people that I serve to enter in um, in a positive way when I'm finding myself struggling with entering myself? And so the Lord had to begin to show me some things about himself, that he is the sovereign God and that he does not operate on our timetables. Because the reality is everything I went through in uh, 2013 were very much natural things. Um, they were a part of the cycle of living. Uh, if, we if we are born, it is destined that we will die. Uh, if, if we come into this world and we have relationships with certain people, it is destined that some of those relationships will be for a season, some for a reason and some will carry you through your life and you never know where, where people fall in, in, in that gamut of, of things when you're meeting them but you have to trust that the one thing that's going to remain the same in everything I've gone through is the God I serve. And he had to remind me that no matter what it looks like on the outside, no matter what's going on around you, no matter what your feelings are telling you, I am still the Lord your God. I am still mighty, not just in battle, but I'm mighty in your life. I'm mighty in, and I still have a purpose and a will and a, and a way that I have ordained for you to go in this world. And the job of your task becomes to trust me in the midst of what you don't understand understand to trust me when you can't even see what I'm doing what makes me God is that I'm bigger than you and I don't answer to you but you answer to me see God has to handle me like that sometimes because I can get real hard-headed sometimes you know what I mean you know I ain't the only one don't act like y'all don't know I ain't the only one don't let me get Bishop testifying about those he watch over I ain't the only one that can be hard-headed sometimes. But you know, the thing that, I, that God had to remind me is that I am God. And so then I begin to look at this thing. I say, okay, God, so, so what are you trying to tell me? What, just stay with me. We're going we to get to the text in a minute, I promise. Uh, what, what is it that you're trying to tell me? What is it you're trying to show me? And he began to tell me that you've got to, first of all, make up in your mind. You've got to purpose that, you're go that it's going to be what you say it's going to be. Now, if you're sitting up here telling me that 2014 will be better than 2013, that is a declaration. And once that declaration is made, then you've got to purpose to bring that thing to pass. Now, you got to understand what I'm saying, people of God, because see, nobody wakes up in success. Nobody just wakes up and says, oh my God, how did I get here? I'm now the CEO of this company. How did this happen? No, it happens because they purpose some things in their lives. Nobody wakes up and they're 20 pounds lighter and oh my God, what, what happened? I just lost weight. No, baby, if you're going to lose 20 pounds, you're going to do something to get there because it's on purpose. No child is surprised when he or she becomes the valedictorian of the high school class because somewhere along the way, mom and daddy and that child sat down and said, these are things that we got to do to ensure that come graduation day, you will be given the valedictorian speech. And they put forth the efforts. They went through the motions to see that that day came to pass. It was on purpose. No child comes home. He says, mom, I don't know how this happened. But I got all A's and B's. Oh, my God. My report card says A's and B's. It just happened. Mom. No, it did not just happen. You know why it happened? Because somebody made you get your behind to that table on, at that desk or wherever and do your work to study, to read those words, to memorize those texts or whatever it is you need to do. They made you do it on purpose. But this becomes my issue. As a body of believers, we have become so spiritualized that we've taken spirituality out of our faith. I got to help you understand what I'm talking about. We are so spiritual 
that we now expect that the supernatural is going to happen just because it's super. When the reality is, is that supernatural is going to come to pass in our lives, but there is a role that we play in what's going to happen. You see, my brothers and my sisters, we sitting back, uh, uh, I'm doing our incantations because that's what it boils down to is all you doing is incantations when you pray these prayers and you don't do nothing. You, you ain't doing no more than the witches do. You ain't doing no more than the witch doctors do. You ain't doing no more than the soothsayers when you sit around praying prayers, asking God to heal, deliver, and bless, but you ain't doing nothing. Stay with me. I promise you I'm going to get better in just a second. This, if you look at the text that I just read, when we read it from the New King James Version, it's, it's, let's, let's go back and look at it again because it's real easy to interpret this to somehow another thing that God's going to do these things. Look at what it says. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that is ourself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And when you get down to your obedience, you know, it kind of clues you in. It's somehow that you're involved here. But until that point, it sounds like these things are just going to happen. Would you agree with me? I mean, it sounds like, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, for our weapons are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Okay, God's going God's to pull down strongholds for us. God's going to pull down stronghold. God, God's going to cast down arguments. But no, that's not what the this, this, this scripture is saying. And, and I'm going to read it from another version just, just to kind of help you uh, get what I'm, what I'm trying to get you to see here. But if you look at it uh, in the Amplified Bible, it reads something like this. It says, for though we walk, live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings in every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into obedience of Christ the Messiah the anointed one being in readiness to punish every insubordinate for, for his disobedience when your own submission and obedience as a church are fully secured and complete. Now, what it lets me know here is that I've got a role to play in what's about to happen. Now, I, I, so I can't just sit back and say, Lord, do it for me now. Lord, you do it. Lord, you do it. Lord, you do it. When God is saying, I'm going to do some things, but before I can do what I want to do, there's some things you got to do too. Am I okay? All right, all right. There's some things you got to do. How do I know that? Because when he was going away, he, he, he made it very clear that there are some things that you're going to do. You're going to be my disciples. Excuse me, you are my disciples, but you're going to make disciples. You're going to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. You know, you're going to teach them to observe my commandments. You're going to do these things. He was saying to them, you're going to do this stuff. But, 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 but look at John 14 with me. Just Let's go to John 14. I, I told you I want to teach a little bit, all right? And then, and, then, and then if the preacher comes out, I'll preach it out. But let me, let me just teach a little bit because I want you to leave here with a mindset that you are serious about the supernatural advancement. He says, you got to, the bishop said, you got to rethink possible. And what I think about that is you got to re rethink supernatural. You know how I know? Because we have become so spiritual that we've allowed God to not be a factor in our spirituality. That's why people can call themselves saved and, and don't believe in God and get on Facebook and everywhere else and cuss the church out and curse out church people and, and declare that they have truth. Really? Where they do that at? 
They can declare, I'm just as saved as you are, and I don't ever go to church, and I don't ever tithe. I sit at home, and I, I serve God in my house. Really? What Bible are you reading? Because not only does he tell us to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together, when the New Testament church came on the scene, there was evidence that there was supposed to be some fellowshipping and some coming together because the Bible said they went from house to house, breaking bread and fellowship. And so if, if, if this happened there, what makes us think that we can be in this hour and not have to do those things? Okay, in John 14, he says something in verse 15. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So now, Jesus says something here that I think is crucial to the supernatural. He says, yes, I'm expecting some things from you, but I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to send a helper. Now, check this out. He didn't say I was going to send a maid. He didn't say I was going to send a butler to do your fetching and your going. He didn't say I was going to send you a gopher that will go and do everything for you. He said, I'm going to send a helper. And the, 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 the inclination there, if, 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 if he is a helper, then he's helping you as you do. He's helping you. But how can he help when you ain't doing Am I in the right house? <laughs> am, I, am I talking all right? Is something hanging out my nose? Oh, okay, okay, because I, I, y'all, 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 I can't see you, but you're so quiet on me. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to hear me. He said, I'm going to send a helper who will come and he will help you. Let me give you a revelation. The Holy Spirit did not come just to help you tap a pew. The Holy Spirit did not come to help you run all over the church. The Holy Spirit did not come for you to anoint one another and prophesy over one another in here. I'm so tired of people. I've been teaching at New Hope about, about workplace missions. I'm so tired of people coming to church talking about, I, I, I want to know what I'm called to do. Well, fool, you got a job. That's your call. Get out there and minister to somebody. What am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do. And every day you go to work and you wonder what you're supposed to do. Every day you walk past unsaved people and you wonder what you're supposed to be doing. Every day you see people who don't know Jesus and you're wondering what you're supposed to be doing. That's what you're supposed to be doing. This is where you come to refuel, but it's out there where you're supposed to be working. But I don't know if I can do it or not. Because it's not about you. It's about him. But keep in mind, he needs you to do something so you can give him something to work with. I told New Hope, God has gone back. Jesus has gone back to the right hand of the Father. And we still crying, oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, Jesus, please, Jesus, help me, Jesus. And Jesus like, why are you calling me when I've sent you a helper? And his name is Holy Ghost. And we crying, Jesus, help me. And he said, I sent Holy Ghost to help you. 
You saying Jesus? He said Holy Ghost. You say Jesus? He said Holy Ghost. Jesus, Holy Ghost. He is the helper. And this is why I need you to get out of this. When the Holy Spirit comes up here, and I, I got I to gotta take it to the hood for a minute, all right? I promise it won't be too bad. <laughs> I love my bishop, but he gets them looks sometimes. <laughs> I got to take it to the hood a minute. When the Holy Ghost walks up, he walks up and he looks at you and he says, yo, what you working with? And you look at him like, what you mean? I, I, I need you to help me. He said, I'm here, but what you working with? Because if you can't tell him what you're working with, then how he know he's supposed, how does he know how to come alongside and help you? So every now and then, you got to figure out what it is you're working with, what you're striving to do, that the Holy Ghost can come alongside and give super to your natural. I don't, I don't think I'm connecting like I want to, but, but I, I'm going to. I'm going to stay in here just for a few more minutes. What, what does this have to do with purpose? What does it have to do with doing things on purpose? Because you got to come up in your mind. you got to make up in your mind that if it's going to get better, it's going to get better because you make it better on purpose. And when you begin to walk in better, then the Holy Ghost will come alongside. That is why he is the paracletus. That's why he's the paracletus. He comes alongside. You know, that's what we get we get our word parallel, para ministry, you know, because it's, it's, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't interfere with what uh, the church is doing, but it comes alongside the church to help with ministry. In the same way, the Holy Ghost has not come to interfere or make you do anything, but when you make up in your mind you're going to do something, he comes alongside to help that thing come to pass. You've got to come to a place in your life where you stop hoping and a thinking and a wishing and a hoping about stuff and begin to purpose that some things are going to happen. And when you begin to purpose that some things are going to happen, the Holy Ghost will come alongside you and ensure that what you purpose comes to pass. Because this is what I like about the Holy Ghost. In my weakness, he is strong. He never gets tired. He never has to sleep. So when I am having a problem, when I'm struggling to keep my commitment, because I've made a step, he'll come alongside and breathe life into me. Breathe power into me. Breathe everything I need to make it on this journey. But it happens. It happens when I make up in my mind that I'm not just going to sit on a stool and do nothing no more. I'm not going to just sit here and wish myself that I could have better health. I'm going to start making some changes to ensure that health gets better. I'm not going to sit here and just keep wishing and hoping that one day Bishop will be able to be to not have to worry no more. The devil is alive. You want Bishop not to worry no more? You got to do some stuff. I got this revelation, and I made up in my mind, I purposed that as I entered into 2014, I would enter into this time worrying about nothing. I ain't worrying. I ain't fighting. I ain't holding on to what don't want to be held on to. I ain't trying to impress folks don't like me no how. I'm just going to stand and be who God says I am and do what God says I can do and watch him send the super to my natural and see this thing come to pass. Many of you are trying to prove to men that you got it going on when the reality of you just love God and do what you got to do and let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost, men would know that you got it going on because it would be evident in how things are coming to pass in your life. Here's what we got to do. If I could just have just a little bit more on the monitors, it would be great. Here's what we got to do. We got to stop test the line. Stop test the line about all the stuff that 
God's doing over here and God's doing that and you ain't doing nothing. Stop testifying about how good God's been to you in this past year. If you had 10,000 tons, you couldn't think him enough. And all we got to do is go pull the record and see that you're telling a lie. Stop sitting up talking about how faithful God is and you can't deal with nothing. You can't handle nothing. Somebody walk past you and don't speak and you going home and ain't coming back to church because they didn't speak to you. Honey, you didn't come here for nobody to speak to you but God. And if God is speaking to you, then that's enough. You don't need your neighbor to say hello for you to come to the house of God. Don't you know that I got enough God in me that if none of y'all speak to me, I can still come up in here and praise the Lord. But y'all get, but we get caught up in pettiness because we need help. But before we can get the help, we got to do something. I'm not telling you. Some of y'all grew up in very volatile situations, and some of you wear your, 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 your feelings on your sleeve, and, 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 but that's something you got to begin to pray about and ask God to help you with it. So when you find yourself in those situations where you feel yourself about to be offended by somebody, before you take an offense, say, stop, let me think about myself and how I take. So this is where the Holy Ghost is going to come in and help you in just a minute. But, but, but see, you've, you've stopped now, and you're, you're thinking about how you do. Well, you know, I really, maybe she didn't really mean it that way, and, and I know how I am and how I take things and run the wrong way with it. So therefore, Lord, I, I'm going to do a better job right now of just not letting myself be offended. And the Holy Ghost will come along, and before you know it, you throwing your arms around her saying, Hey, sister so-and-so, how you doing? Why? Because you've given the Holy Ghost something to work with I want a tithe I'm going somewhere I want a tithe but you know my money's already funny and I don't really know if I can afford to tithe where my mindset becomes I have to begin to look back over my life now was it my job that woke me up this morning was it my job that gave me air to breathe this morning? Was it my job that put food on my tongue? No. Wouldn't all that is God because my Bible teaches me that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and everything that dwells therein. So my reality is not only am I in God's hand, but my job is in God's hands. My bills are in God's hand. So let me trust God with what I got and watch his super tag up with my natural and God does a mighty thing because the reality is some of the stuff we find ourselves in wouldn't God no way God didn't lead you to tell us to get that you just had to have that sale that dress because it was on sale I don't care if it went by $60. That's $60 more than you had. So you should have left it right there in the store. Who am I talking to besides myself? And you sitting up talking about, uh, it's, it's so hard to get along. And you just had to have that 2014 whatever, 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 when that whatever would have got you here the same way. My 2001 beat your 2014 getting here today. You know what I like about my 2001? It's paid for. You see, you see what begins to happen when you get real with God? God begins to get real with you. Because the whole lot of stuff we've been giving the devil credit for, the devil didn't do, you did whole lot of stuff we're looking at God saying, God, why are you allowed? And God said, you know what? I ain't overriding your will. You did that. I look, come through the door at night, tell Bishop, the enemy done attacked me in my body. No, it wasn't the enemy. Over the holidays, I had ham, chitterlings, See, I'm educated, so I don't eat chitlins. I eat chitterlings. I had cake. I had pie. I had dressing with the gravy on top of it. And I added some rice to that. 
I had some turnips, but wait, don't, don't get happy about my turnips because I sprinkled sugar all over the top of them and towed down some stuff. Now, what I'm going to look like coming up here talking about Bishop, pray for me because the devil attacked my body. It wasn't the devil. It wasn't no devil. It wasn't no devil. It was my will. Who am I helping? I'm almost done. But this becomes the task. I'm going to take my seat in just a minute. This becomes the task. The task becomes to get to a place where you begin to trust God more than you trust yourself. Where you begin to trust the word of God more than you trust your word. Because see, if supernatural is going, if there's going to be supernatural advancement, we've got to rethink possible. Now, I heard him say that all things are possible if you believe. But in order to believe, you got to have faith. In order to have faith, you got to get into the word of God. And when you get in the word of God, you got to take that word and begin to apply it to your life. If he told me he'd never leave me nor forsake me, then why am I running around talking about how lonely I am? If he told me he had my best interest at heart, and that's what he told me. He said, I know the plans I have. You know in Jeremiah 29, he already told me that what he's got in store for me is good and to prosper me. So why am I sitting around questioning whether or not this is God if I'm trusting and believing and abiding in what he says do? I don't understand it. I prayed for that man. Bishop, I just knew he was the one. But see, what you don't realize is that God sees the end before the beginning. So you may think that he's all that, but God knew what was to come down the road. You don't believe me. Let's go back to high school. Do you remember the captain of the football team? Do you remember that person that you just thought that, oh, if he would just, if, if he or she would just pay me some attention? Oh, my good. And you met him 20 years later? And you almost danced at the class reunion? They come through the door. They still got the Jerry curl from back when they... They come through the door with the same rap, still living on that touchdown that won the game 20 years ago. Ain't done nothing since then. The town drunk. God already knew that. God already knew that. And you were just, oh, if I could just have her. She's the class beauty. And she showed up in a size 42. And you like, Melissa? Melissa? Is that you in there? And you were, oh, thank you, God. And she like, what's wrong with you? Oh, thank you. And you at the class reunion. You know why? I'm making a point. You know why? Because God knew that 20 years later it was going to be like that. That's how come we have to trust him in the now. So when he says no, don't get mad. Just say okay. When the man of God who has spiritual discernment looks at you and that jerk you brought to church and tells you he ain't the one, don't get mad and leave. Tell that joker, get stepping. My covering says you ain't it. They don't believe me. They don't believe me. I'm trying to get you in a supernatural advancement. It's on purpose. 
You got to give up your will sometime and submit to the will of God and watch God do it. If he looks at that, that joker, he don't even know John 3.16. He got a Bible in his house, Bishop. And the bishop telling you that ain't it. You got to submit if you say he's your man of God. The Bible says if you are an unmarried woman, he becomes your covering. So if he looks at what you drag through the door, with fleas still on him, talking about look, Bishop. Look, Bishop. And he's telling you, come here, baby. I don't want to hurt his feelings because he ain't, he ain't spiritually mature enough to handle this, but he ain't for you to go sit down. <laughs> then your attitude becomes, this just don't want me to have nobody. He just don't want me to have nobody. No, he wants you to have what God wants for you. Because I'm sure if you could talk to some married folk. Now, y'all, all married folk look straight ahead. <laughs> if you could talk to some married folk and what they know now if they knew then, straight ahead, straight ahead, straight ahead. Don't look at her right now, because if you do, it's going to be a fight when you get home. Don't you look at him, straight ahead. You see my eyes over this way. Okay. Y'all got to hear me. I, I'm giving you some heavy truth. And so I have to season it with a little humor because I want you to make, I want it to be palatable for you. I want you to be able to take it in. I, 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 the preacher's gone. I, I'm going to tell you now, I'm, just, I'm, I'm about to close this thing. But what I come to tell you tonight, Tabernacle Praise, is that as you enter into this new year, it must be on purpose that's my first point it must be on purpose now I'm going to try to make it make a little more sense the second point is not only must it be on purpose it must be with an understanding that I've got things that I've got to do in this that's your second point I've got stuff I got to do I can't sit back here and just pray these prayers and wish and hope and pray. But I got, I got some stuff I've got to do. Because God's not going to come down from heaven when you're getting ready to put that piece of pie in your mouth and knock the fork out your hand. He's not going to do that. I, sometimes I wish he would, but he's just not that kind of God. I really, really wish he would. I, I, I just wish this whole will thing. I mean, we, you know, I, I've been saying for a long time, we got to talk about this thing, God, because I just ain't understanding why you just didn't make me to serve you, just to praise you, why I got to deal with all this other stuff. But, you know, that's, that's Kurt talking now. Let, let's get back to the, the message. The third thing you got to do is you got to begin to recognize that he has sent you help. So when you find yourself weak, in the midst of your striving, remember it's not about willpower. It's about real power. This is the difference. Willpower is of the flesh. Willpower says I can think myself happy. I can think myself into a better place. I can just, I can just think myself more positively and get there. That's willpower, but willpower runs out. You know how I know? Because many of us have tried to do it with willpower, and a week later, two weeks later, we right back where we were before, if not worse. But real power comes from the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost comes and empowers you to do it, when you get weak, when the will gives out, the realness can step in and say, I got you. You can keep going. You can make it through this day. You can get through this moment to the next moment because I've got you. But the problem is, is that many of us have, have, have discounted the supernatural. We say we're spiritual. We say we love God. And we let God help us when we dance. 
We let him help us when we preach us, when we preach to people happy. We let him, we, oh, didn't the Lord have his way a whole lot of time? I ain't even God, that's gifting. I don't want to tell no secrets, but a lot of times it's just gifting. It's not even, it's not even about anointing, it's about gifting. What I want to leave you with is some stuff that's going to help you. Maybe next time I come, I can, I can go any all right or something like that, arise and fall or something. But tonight, I want to leave you with some real stuff that's going to help you to carry out what you committed to. You've committed to being better this year. Better's not going to happen by chance. You've committed to being more faithful this year. Faithfulness is not going to happen by chance. You've committed to being better in relationships. It's not going to happen by chance. It's going to happen when you make it happen on purpose. What are your three things? First thing is what? You got to do it how? You got to be intentional about this thing. That's another word for it, intentional. Second thing is you got to recognize what? That you got to do something, right? You can't just sit back and ask God to do it and you ain't doing nothing. And the third thing is you've got to embrace the supernatural. You've got to embrace the power of the Holy Ghost. Do you understand that he's come to give you life? but not just any old life. He's come to give you abundant life. Send God. I can walk you all through the scriptures tonight and show you everywhere where God added super to the natural, it was better every time. Come here, Jesus. He's at the wedding. They run out of wine. They're like, and his, and, his, and his mama's like, you know what? I got the anointing one with me. Come here, boy. I'm still your mama. Mama, she's here. Where you going? I'm still your mama. So just make this water wine. He like, don't you know my time ain't come yet, woman? But what'd he do? He obeyed mama. And he turned the water into wine. And the people at the wedding understood something. And, and, it's, still, and it's, still, it's still relevant to this day. If you are a drinker, any, I know y'all like, because y'all say St. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, but when you were out there and you went to a wedding, you gave them the best first because they were sober enough to know that this is good. But after they got a little drunk, it didn't matter no more. A drink is a drink now. So you just throw out anything. Mad Dog 2020, you know, Firefox, whatever. It don't matter now because... I'm here. Hey. But at that wedding, the people were like, my God, you saved the best for last. He took water, made wine. He took natural water, put his super to it, made the wine. It was better in the end than it was in the beginning. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? That woman at the well was, was there, and she was, you know, who, who are you? you? You know, you talk about that, you know, if I drink from your fountain, I will never thirst again. What, what you talking about? It took my, my forefathers years and years to do what they did here with this well. What are you talking about? But when she tasted of the fountain, the natural connected with the soul. She went running back to the city and declared to everyone, come see a man who told me everything is not this the price. When you look at those thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who were just clinging to his every word and to the point where they were there all day and had grown weary in their flesh, just say, all right, go on. He said, no, I got to feed you now. The disciples were like, Jesus, do you see how many of them are out here? And we ain't got nothing. This dude over here got two fish and 
five loaves. That ain't going to get the first row. Jesus said, I'm God. Give me the natural, the bread, and the fish. situation confess to something a lot of stuff I find myself in I did it to me but you said if I confess that you're faithful and you'll forgive me and you'll make it as if it never happened send somebody that if you'll just let him in if you'll just let him be God to you he'll see you through he'll he'll see you through and where you end up will be a whole lot better No, 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 I ain't finished. And then I called, but I ain't feeling too good. What's wrong with me? He don't say it, but the mere presence of his voice, dang, why you have to call me today? Just remind me that some things is not about what God's going to do for us. It's about what you're going to do for yourself. I've been donating to the YBB and the Gold's Gym Foundation for several years now. Bad thing about Gold's Gym, I ain't never even worked out there, and I've been paying them about a year now. <laughs> I ain't by myself. Y'all know y'all got some memberships that you ain't laughing at me and you in the same boat. Laughing at me and you in the same boat. Oh, I'm sorry, you went New Year's Day. I'm, I'm, I'm. But do you see what I'm saying? The Holy Ghost isn't going to pick me up and set me down on the treadmill. He's not going to do it. But every time I get to that treadmill, something to come on, get a hold of me. And I want to do it. And not only do I want to do that, but I want to eat better when I leave there. So when I'm in those stages where I don't want to do right, I just don't go there. Because I know if I go there, you know, I'm just going to mess up my, my flow. But it's time for your flow to 
upset. It's time. I'm, I told you I'm not, I, I came to preach tonight. Because there's somebody in here who's trying to figure out, after all the word that has gone forward this week, from Sunday to the last night, how am I going to do this? Sounds great. I'm excited about it. How am I going to do it? I'm coming to tell you tonight, you're going to make a step. And the Holy Ghost is going to come alongside you. And he's going to blow your mind. Because you're rethinking possible. for supernatural advancement. It's time next year, so much money in your savings account, you're like, where did that come from? Because you rethought possible. It'll come along next year, and we come in here, and everybody, tens and twelves, and looking all buff, and healthy, and skin glowing, and shiny, and everything, and God, what have you been doing? I just had to rethink possible. I had to get out that stupid that was telling me I really couldn't do it. I just had to rethink this thing and tell myself, not only can I do it, but I got somebody to help me do it. His name is Holy Ghost. See, there you go. Somebody hollering, Jesus, I, I done told you. He ain't the one going to help you. He sent you a helper. His name is Holy Ghost. You don't take nothing that's from us. Receive that. And when you find yourself in distress, Holy Ghost, help. Help. Don't do it like I do the new hope. Help. Help. You can make it. yourself to be helped. You don't ever know. But Tim don't know. I'm inspired when he posts about his gym flow. When he's on his way to the gym, just post something on Facebook. Gym flow, get with it. And it blesses me. I'm like, I'm coming, Tim, I'm coming. You know why I can tie a bow tie right now? I sat and watched him tie a bow tie on the man of God in his office. He said, it's real simple. He tied a bow tie on Bishop. And it clicked for me. Now, my, my deacon been trying to teach me for quite a while, and I couldn't get it for nothing. It'd be flipped all, I mean, all, I mean, just disgusting. He did it one time on somebody else, and it clicked. I don't mean to, I don't mean to pick on you. But my point is, he never knew that what he was doing was helping me. Just like you don't know, when you begin to employ the helper to help you, how much of an effect it's going to have on others. When you begin to rethink 